The Cheyenne Show. All right. Hello, everybody. I am back. Back from the dead. I have risen. There's a delay on my voice, and I want to make it clear that I'm back. I'm back. I'm back to spice things up. All right. Um, there's a delay in my microphone. That's why I was singing that little song. But where have I been? Where has Cheyenne been? Where have I gone to? Why have I been inactive for so long? And why am I alone? Why is there no guests? Well, the reason why all those things, because there's a different, there's a couple of different answers. Let me tell you the different answers. Okay. The first one is getting a guest became a big job. Getting guests became like a fucking hassle. Every time I wanted to get someone on the show, I'd have to go back and forth email. Oh, can you send me a script? Oh, can you do this? Can you ask me like, let me know what the questions are beforehand. And I'm like, fuck, like, you know, it became so hard to do the show with guests and, a bit of that comedy aspect was was gone. I don't even know if there's any comedy in the show to begin with. I wanted it to be a comedy show. At the same time, I wanted to learn about people. I wanted to learn how interesting people are and what they do and what they don't. Um, but uh, you know, I, I just didn't feel it. I didn't feel it. Now I am I'm back, baby, with full power, as you can see here. <laughs> The Cheyenne Show. That is the new theme song of the Cheyenne Show. We have the new theme song of the Cheyenne Show because we are back better than ever. Okay? Now, I have been working like a dog. A dog. A capitalist system where we are forced to work and produce. What do I do? I play the game, baby. I'm in business. I'm in business and I've been busy. That's why I I deal lighters. I do marketing. I do all these things to put bread on the table for my children that don't exist in my nutsack. Because I put my phone inside my pocket. And as you know, our children get killed every single day if you put your phone on the pocket near your nutsack. Don't do it. Don't do it. Put it on the back of your pocket so people could steal it out of your hand. Okay? That's how you do it. But let me tell you something. Okay? I, I'm, I'm serious. I, I actually started working... A lot more uh, on my business aspect, I guess you could say. Creativity is one thing, but another thing is sales, marketing, and getting to know people. And I really honed in on that, networked, and, uh, you know, I'm not rolling in money right now. I'm not piling in the cash, but I certainly am better than I was before, and I'm going to continue. However, I lost sight of making this show, and I want to make this show for you guys. I really do. Sorry if I'm, I'm extra hopped up. I'm I had some coffee. I had some delicious coffee. Oh, this is nice New York style coffee. Anyways, yeah, I mean, I I I I I want to get guests on. I want to guarantee you that this show will be on once a week. I promise you, okay? And they will be on. I'm gonna record them. And Friday is the day you're going to get these shows. Friday. This is a Cheyenne Amiri guarantee. No bullshit. I will get you these shows on Friday. Okay? Maybe maybe, maybe a day or so later. But I guarantee you, we will get you the show once a week. Now, okay, am I going to have guests? Yes, I will have guests, but I'm not going to bust my ass for guests. I'm tired of being the second person in the show. It's the Cheyenne show. It's not the fucking guest show. It's the Cheyenne show. And that is why, if you were a guest on my show, I, I'm glad to have you on. You know, I'm glad to, but this isn't going to be about me convincing people to come on the show because it's the Cheyenne show, you 
fucking bitch. All right? Sorry. Um, I'm getting out of control here. But I, I want the comedy aspect back, and I want I want to have a fun show. I want to have a fun show. I want to let you decompress. And I know it sounds like I'm going crazy here, but I feel like this is a sort of decompression. Am I wrong? Um, so we're going to do the show with or without guests. Life got busy with business and my job, and, you know, for some of you who don't know, I broke. I'm a broker. I deal. I deal with a lighter company. Okay, I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm not gonna beat around the bush. The lighter company is my uncle's lighter company, and he wanted a a couple different prospective clients, and I've been doing the deals through him. I get a commission, a nice fat commission. I bought myself a car. I bought myself a house. I bought myself a beautiful dog. Just kidding. I didn't do all that, but I do do the deals. And uh, that's been taking up my time. And also working for the school, TMU. You see this? I'm made of grit. Ah, I do uh, propaganda for the school. Well, marketing for the school. Sorry, I didn't let that slip. But it's marketing for the school. I go on the street. I interview people, what they like, what they don't like about the school. And, uh, you know, it's, it's good. It's good money. And it's good hours. And I like the job. I like the community. And I'm happy. You know, and it's been taking up a lot of time. But this guy here is coming back. All right. I want to tell you guys a little story. So on Tuesday, I went to um, this trade show. There's a trade show that happens every, I guess, couple of months in different locations. And this one is in Toronto near the airport, the Pearson Airport. And the trade show was car wash and convenience store trade shows. Now, you might ask, why the fuck am I going there? What 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 do I have to do with that stuff? I'm a, I'm a you know, I'm making the Cheyenne show and I. I, I'm like this ties back in. I'm doing the sales stuff. So I go in there, I'm building contacts, and it was the first time I did something like that. It was the first time I went into a place just having to go up to people by myself and start conversation. So yeah, essentially I'd go up to these people, I'd say, Hi, my name is Cheyenne and I deal lighters and this is the company, yada yada yada. Are you interested? Yes, no. We get inter- we exchange contact, they they we talk about pricing, we go into the details, and uh, it was a cool show. They gave me like eighty dollars worth of vapes. I don't even vape, but you know, I got this vape here right now, you know. I'm I'm testing it out. Not a fan. Not a fan. But $80 worth of vapes. They gave me chewing tobacco. Actually, it's called snuff. You put it in between your mouth. You know those kind of like those ones that are there. Uh, they're in like a little pouch. They're in a little couch. Not a couch. Like a pillow type of thing. You put a little pillow. Pillow of tobacco or nicotine inside between your lips. You, you sniff it. You suck it up. That's kind of what it is. Anyways, long story short, it, it you know, I've been doing that type of stuff. And it's been quite a ride so far. Um, meeting people and uh, doing that type of business. Uh, at one point, I went to the you know the steps of my competition. Apparently, there's the, they had other lighter businesses there, and um, you know it was like I walked into the the teeth of the monster. You know, it just his mouth was wide open, like ah, and I walked in, showing my products, and I'm like, oh shit, you know. The guy was like looking down at me with his eyes. You know, he was kind of like giving me the side eye, like. Hello, you know, why didn't you get your own booth? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just here. I'm scouting. I'm trying to see. Okay, you know. Anyways, long story short, is I've been doing that type of stuff, and also the street interviews, uh, with the school. So it takes up a lot of time. So now I'm back, and uh, it took eight minutes to, to go through that, but we are back, baby. We are back stronger than ever. Now. 
what we're going to do is we're going to look at some stories, some new stories. We're going to talk about topics, um, you know, particularly maybe some political topics, some stuff that's going on around the world. I missed a lot. I've missed like a gold mine full of information uh, ever since I haven't done these podcasts. And I'm going to go through those uh, those things. First of which is the uh, Twitter files, the Twitter stuff that's been going on ever since Elon Musk bought Twitter. We've been seeing leaks, not leaks, I guess you could say. They have a database full of information of how the FBI is in cooperation with these uh, private companies such as Twitter and Facebook and stuff, telling him to actively censor uh, voices during the pandemic. And um, I mean, it, it was some crazy stuff. I didn't get a chance to cover it. But it, it was pretty crazy. And I mean, to see that type of stuff ever since Elon bought Twitter uh, to go, I guess, just public on a wide scale is just it shows that the media kind of right now has two. you know, there's the legacy media that is a machine funded by billionaires. And then there's this Twitter media, the alternative media, the Joe Rogan media, all that they're coming to a clash. All at, you know, the same time we have a, we're on the brink of a fucking war, you know, the Ukraine war some crazy times we're in right now and i'm not you know particularly i'm not excited i'm not eating popcorn I'm like fuck yeah the war is coming the war is coming ukraine russia gonna get in war gonna sit here and fuck some bitches whores you know i'm not i'm not excited but that's just the reality of what's going on and i mean you know i'm, I'm fooling around here but uh it's, it's pretty crazy stuff. That's why, you know, we're going to talk about it, but we're not going to get too into that. We're going to talk more about um, important people, important topics. And, and these important topics, they, they might range in terms of uh, depth. They might be very heavy subjects for you to um, ingest or digest. And um, the first one we're going to get into today is Black China deactivates $240 million OnlyFans account. It's a dead end. That's what she says, quote, unquote. Now, bear with me, folks. It's going to be some very deep and heavy stuff. So I'm just giving you guys a, a warning. If, if, if you are sensitive to these type of things, then please turn off this podcast. Don't listen any further. Okay, so New York Post, Black China is done making green via OnlyFans after raking in a reported $240 million in 2021 by sharing lusty snaps. The voluptuous mother of two has unceremoniously walked away from her lucrative NSFW account on the subscription based streaming service, calling it a dead end gig. I don't do OnlyFans anymore. I don't do it anymore at all. China 34 explained during her Jason Lee show appearance this week on Revolt, where she touched upon everything from her newfound sobriety to avoiding haters on the internet. I'm just changing everything about me, the former stripper turned reality star said. It's a dead end, and all that stuff is a dead end, and I know I'm worth way more than that. China, who shares 10-year-old son King, with King, King Cairo, that's the name of the kid, I guess, King Cairo, with Rack City rapper Tyga, 33, and 6-year-old daughter with Dream Kardashian, I mean, Dream Kardashian is the name, Dream Kardashian with Rob Kardashian, 35, pointed to setting an example for her children as her, man motiva- her main motivation for leaving OnlyFans. So, she is saying that um, she doesn't do it anymore. She, she's walking away from this because it's a dead-end gig. $240 fucking million dollars is a dead-end gig? Jesus Christ. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. I don't understand what what more of a gig. 
five years ago, I mean, no, not 10 years ago, but actors don't even make that much. $240 million. I think that's kind of like how like Johnny Depp is worth or something, you know? Let's see. Let's see the net worth of, I don't know, who's like not, I mean, I don't know about Johnny Depp. I think he's worth more than that. Let's just see Johnny Depp. He's worth $150 million, okay? And this lady is saying this $240 million OnlyFans account is a dead-end job. I don't fucking know. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. I don't know how it works if she's getting all that money. Or, uh, $240 fucking million is a lot of money. Anyways, I'm going to go on with the story. But she, her main motivation is setting an example for her children. I don't know what how her music is, Black China. I don't know if... Uh, uh, you know, if she has been a good example, look, the, the, the point is the fucking, the, the damage is done already, okay? The example that you're setting for your children is already based on how you've been acting beforehand, okay? I, I mean, six years old, 10 years old, these kids nowadays, they all have their phones, they all have social media, they've probably seen the pictures. They've probably gone to school and people have said, your mom's a fucking porn star, ha ha! And then the kids are like, get the fuck away from me. That's not true. My mom's an artist. Ah! You know, it's true. So, so I, I mean, this is probably what I think. These kids probably have already been harassed. They've already been bullied in school or someone's already told them that, you know, your mom's a fucking porn star, right? And uh, she heard about it or someone heard about it. And now she's like done with it. Maybe that's it. But $240 million. Give me that money, baby. I'll do some OnlyFans. You go, but uh, she decided to walk away from it, and she. I'm gonna go on with it. She says, "I feel like I have other things, bigger fish to fry." Said China, who recently earned a feature acting role on BET's The Black Hamptons and an Amazon Prime film Secret Society 2. And then at the time, I had so many lawsuits. It was like, whoa, but I'm good. However, not to disparage the site or those who earn a honest living on the platform, she said, shout out to the people who that do their OnlyFans and stuff like that. Get your money. Don't let the money make you. Some deep stuff. Don't let the money make you. She's got a point. She's got a point. Don't let the money make you. If we analyze that and we want to put our, uh, you know, our researcher or our, um, I guess, uh, yeah, the words on the tip of my tongue, we want to be analyzing this and thinking about this quote a little deeper, don't let the money make you. Don't let the money make you. I think this kind of goes hand in hand with the saying, don't chase the money, otherwise the money is going to run away. Actually, a friend of mine, he's Jewish, uh, recently said that to me. He said, don't run after the money because the money's going to run away. So that might be kind of... Hold up, 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 Stream Studio! Hello, everybody. My name is Shia Miri, and I'm using Stream Studio right now to make this podcast. How the hell am I getting such a good quality on this podcast? Well, that's because I'm using Hold Up, Hold Up, Stream Studio! Stream Studio is the best way to make a podcast nowadays. If you don't use Stream Studio, then I don't know what you're using. But this is a great alternative to whatever you're using. Let me ask me why. Okay, I'll tell you why. The reason why is because when you open up Stream.studio, you go into it, you put your uh, email in, bada bing, bada boom, they send you a code, you put that code in, and then like that, just easy like that, you can start a podcast on your phone, on your laptop. All you need is like a webcam and a microphone. That's it. 
which are two things that are built into your devices. So you should already have that. I mean, I know people that are old making podcasts, okay? I know people who are, uh, you know, they're not mentally uh, able to make a podcast, but they're able to make a podcast because Screen Studio allows them. I know um, babies that are making podcasts. Just the other day, I was, you know, walking into a coffee shop and I saw this baby wearing a suit and he was on a conference call with uh, other babies in the coffee shop uh, on Stream Studio. And I, and I, you know, he's wearing these big headphones and I, 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 you know, I tapped on his shoulder. I interrupted his meeting and he said, what the fuck are you looking at, man? And I'm like, hey, bro, I just noticed you're using Stream Studio. Might, might you have found it out from my podcast, The Cheyenne Show? And he's like, hey, get the fuck out of here, bitch. I don't even know who you are. I'm using Stream Studio because I know that shit is fire. And I'm like, cool, cool. So Stream.Studio is the best podcast platform available. You have to use it today. Don't let the money make you. Don't let the money make you into the person uh, that, you know, the money is making you into, I guess. So a porn star or OnlyFans. I don't know. I've never taken a look at her. Maybe I'm, you know. But uh, these lawsuits, eh? I wonder what these lawsuits are. Let's see, because apparently she's been in a lawsuit battle with the Kardashians. So China, too, revealed that she's proud of herself for taking on the Kardashians with a $100 million defamation lawsuit, even though she lost in court. You're proud of yourself for losing. Good for you. It, that's fucking kind of like, you know, you, you give yourself a gold star after, you know, coming in, you know, last place. Jesus Christ, I'm proud of myself. I don't know. I don't even know what they su- they were suing each other about, but, you know, let's see. Thank God I did sue the Kardashians, regardless of the outcome, she raved. I'm most proud of that. I stood up for myself because there were layers to it. In 2017, China filed legal documents against her ex-husband, Rob, his mother, Kris Jenner, and sisters, and Khloe Kardashian for $40 million, claiming loss of earnings and more than $60 million in future earnings. How I don't know why. I don't really know why. Uh, they they were, you know, making her lose her earnings. She she felt vindicated. Yada yada yada. Let's see what the comments are because that doesn't really. Uh, you don't really. You know I don't know I don't know I don't really know it's not my place to judge but let's see the comments here on the the notorious New York Post. Okay. Oh my God! I keep scrolling down. There's ads. All right. There's no way she made $240 million. Maybe a total of 240000 That's one of the comments. I agree. 240 is a lot of money. That $240 million is likely all fiction, and she is in debt. Hideous overall. People really are not uh, taking it lightly when they come to words. Is she paying taxes on this outcome? Is the government keeping track of all this and all of the other influence out there? And then there's kind of like a back and forth here. The 87 thousand extra agents are just for all the billionaires we have if they're going to run only that anyways people think um people saying stuff you know people saying some stuff but anyways that was if you made it this far and this story was not too heavy for you brace yourselves because we got a bigger story coming up um no uh we we got kind of a Actually, a little more serious story coming up. So, Stranger Things. I never watched it. My girlfriend loves the show. Um, 
Stranger Things, one of the stars on the show, has claimed that... Um, uh, ooh, this is another good story. Maybe I'll look into. But one of the stars on the show, Stranger Things, has claimed that the producer of the show tried to have a threesome with uh, one of the co-stars or a, porn, uh, or a, a prostitute. So he, he the, what happened was... God damn it. I'm just trying to pull up the story here. Sorry for being unorganized. Let me just see. Let me just see. Stranger Things, New York Post. Stranger Things, New York Post. La, 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 la. It's the motherfucking D-O-G. La, 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 la. It's the motherfucking D-O-G. It's like a Chinese guy singing. <laughs> That's the dog. La, 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 la. It's the motherfucking D-O-G. Okay, uh, Stranger Things star uh, Grace Van Dien, film producer, asked me for a threesome on set. She said this during a screen, which, let's hear this. Oh, hey, you want to have a threesome? Yeah, I'm your bush. Call me your bush. So, Stranger Things actress said inappropriate behavior in Hollywood pushed her away from acting. Yeah, detailing one incident where an unnamed movie producer pressured her to having a threesome. The 26-year-old admitted that negative experiences on set had driven her to more towards streaming projects on Twitch, where she has 294 followers, 294,000. Van Dien's fans were shocked by all this stuff. Anyways, good for her. You know, fuck, fuck Hollywood, fuck all these establishments, fuck all these, you know, trying to get that bag from people like gatekeepers and stuff if you can make the money yourself and go out and do what i'm doing right now and i'm making a lot of money from this if you can do what she's doing streaming and you know 290,000 followers that's not a that's not a joke you know it's not 240 million dollars like black china but it's something then fuck hollywood we all know that hollywood is ran by fucking degenerates right it's ran by harvey weinstein's by jeffrey epstein's uh, people who thank harvey all of them, uh, Meryl Streep, Kevin Spacey, all those people were out there thanking Harvey. They knew what was going on. Gwyneth Paltrow, even Brad. There's a story about Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, her, she was dating Brad Pitt at the time, and she, apparently he tried to make a fast one on her, pull a fast one, and Brad Pitt threatened to beat the shit. Ooh, he threatened to beat the shit out of Harvey. Whatever. It's a story that they say. But then you see her thanking him. I want to thank Harvey Weinstein. Harvey. Oh, without you with the project. And listen, the guy knew how to make good movies. That At least he knew how to gather the same people. But there's no denying he was a fat fucking pig who would, you know, basically like the way I see Harvey is like the witch in Hansel and Gretel. Except, you know, the, the candy was the movies, the stardom, the the platform of being a A-list celebrity. And, uh, you know, and the cost was eating, you know, sucking sucking Harvey's little, you know, little thing. We don't have to talk about what it is. But I I, I honestly, you know, this girl, uh, Chrissy, whoever, Chrissy, yeah. Oh, I think she dies. There's a meme about it or something. Anyways, I don't know. But the Chrissy, wake up. Anyway, she said, one of the last movies I did, one of the producers asked me uh, to, like, he hired a girl that he was sleeping with and then asked me to have a threesome. So, like, that's my, my boss. You know, this is disgusting stuff. This is disgusting. You know, that's the industry. That is the industry. And poor girl, she's beautiful. You know, she says she's going to st stick to streaming. Good. 
good for her speaking out because the problem was no one was speaking out until it became popular to to speak out. So, you know, it's a good thing. And we got to look at situations like this on a larger scale and say, okay, yeah, maybe it's a problem in Hollywood, but on the world scale, why aren't we talking about Epstein and all the, everything that happened on the island, you know? Why aren't we talking about that? The reason why is because there's a lot of people that went on that island that are still in power today, and they don't want that list going out because they are going to be compromised. But we know who you are! We know who you are! That's right, I'm looking at you, listening to the podcast. You went to Jeffrey Epstein's island. You did! Sorry, it's my Alex Jones coming out right now. <laughs> but, no, it's serious. It's actually serious. Alright, so, you know, this Stranger thing thing is very sad, but we have to move on. We have to move on, you know. Um... It is March 11th today when I'm recording this podcast. Um, and, uh, you know, we have to kind of get into a little bit more of these ser more serious stories. Olivia Wilde and Florence Pug seemingly avoid each other at pre-Oscars. Okay, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do any more of these dumb stories. Um, but I'm going to actually tell you guys a story. I went to the Jordan Peterson show I went to the Jordan Peterson show uh, on Tuesday um, in Toronto. And how was it? It was fantastic. It was really good. I'm just going to say a couple things, though. The man employs his family. Like, I'm serious. It's like his son was playing the guitar in the first, like, five minutes, ten minutes of the show. Like, kind of like a, you know, when concerts happen, there's, like, a beginning band or whatever. There's a, uh, what do you call it? Pre-band? No, you call it uh, a prelim? I don't fucking know. Anyways, his son was playing, like, ten songs. And, listen, he's he has a great voice. Super nice guy. Singing it to his, to his wife. He's like, this this song is for my wife. My wife. He doesn't sound like Jordan Peterson, but I'm, it's just funny. And he's saying it for his wife. It was great, you know. And I was like, okay, nice, you know. I'm, I, I, that's a nice little performance. He's got a talent. He's got a skill. And then his wife walks up on the stage. And I'm like, what? What's going on here? I came to see Jordan. And then she's walking around. She's like, well, Jordan's, Jordan's going to come very soon. But let me tell you a little bit about myself. I'm like, god damn it. You know, if I wanted to hear about you, I would buy the show to Tammy Peterson, not Jordan Peterson. So she starts walking around, starts talking about herself and how her marriage is and yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, I didn't, you know, I didn't pay to come to uh, the, the, the house, the Peterson household. I came to see Jordan Peterson, you know, and she's like, well, you know, I, I went to um, a tour with Jordan Peterson and uh, it was it was quite difficult. And I asked God. What what do I do? Because we live in the same hotel room, and um, Jordan would stay up late at nights, and I would want him to have his rest. So I was doing the Pilates inside the the uh, bathroom, not to wake him up, and I'd leave the the blinds closed. And um, I just asked God. I was like, How can I go on? What can I do? And a little voice came to me, and he said get your own hotel room. 
<laughs> the crowd laughs like crazy. And I mean, look, it's funny, right? She's it's she's kind of like she's married to Jordan Peterson telling us about, you know, her experience living with Jordan Peterson and stuff. But it's like, come on, bro. Like, you know, it's a bit of a grift. You can't lie. It's a bit of a grift, you know, like <laughs> I don't know if she had a career or something or she was just a great mom or whatever. But uh, it's funny how like he just kind of like brings on his whole family to do the show. And I, I'm not hating. I'm just, I find it funny. You know, I think it's funny that, you know, it, it's like the whole circus is like the family, you know, it's like he became big off of being a teacher, like a, a very well-renowned psychologist professor. And then he's like, oh, there's my daughter, Michaela. Hi, my name is Michaela and I'm, I'm Jordan Peterson's daughter. And here's my, my son, my son, uh, Julian. Hi, my name is Julian. I play the guitar. I, I could be famous too. And then here's Tammy. Oh, you know, I got my own hotel room and the God let me know I got the, and there's, there's Jordan Peterson, <laughs> you bloody globalist. And it's it's fun. It's good stuff, you know. It's the whole family is all together. They're having a good time. They're making bank. Man is making two mil a month. That's twelve million a year. That is serious money, you know. And I mean, I guess uh, he wants everyone to have the spotlight. That, you know, the fact that he brings his family. It's funny. It's fun, but it's also like you know he's giving them a platform. They're kind of like getting a platform based on being related to him and they don't really offer anything of like they, okay, I'm not going to say they don't offer anything of value, but let's just say like, you know, I'm sure there's a, a young Ben Shapiro or something in Toronto or a lawyer, someone who has like a distinguished position that would love to go on tour with Jordan Peterson and give like, you know, give a speech and that would probably add some value. Right. But I guess it's on brand to have the Jordan Peterson family, the Canadians. <laughs> so that's that's kind of that's kind of what he did. Anyways, the show is really good. He 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 gave me a lot of good lessons. You know, I read his book like I think six years ago, Twelve Year Twelve Rules for Life, where he told me to clean my damn room. You bloody pig! You bloody loser! You think a woman's gonna want to kiss you? <laughs> You're the problem. So I was like, this this man knows what he's talking about. This guy knows what he's talking about. So, you know, I took his advice. I cleaned my room. I took some showers. And then I became an alpha male. And now I have this podcast. That's that's the story. No, but uh, real talk, though, he's a good man. I, his show, he, he, he did add a lot of value. Um, I was talking about, you know, just what's going on in the world. It's heavy stuff. You know, I'm fucking around. I'm being a clown right now, but that's kind of what we kind of need right now. Uh, a little bit of clowning around when the times are tougher. As you've noticed, I have an Apple Watch right here. It's a beautiful Apple Watch. Actually, Apple Watch is the new sponsor of the show. But, um, yeah, no. So it was a good show. It was a good show. It was, uh, there's a lot of people. There's, there's 3,500 seats, I think, um, full, packed house. And a writer came on. He actually uh, writes for the National Post. His name is Rex Murphy, and um, you know he was good. He was good, and he was he, he reminded me like a, a of a character from Lord of the Rings. Uh, you know, he's like the short guy. He's kind of like wearing like oldish kind of clothes. Apparently, he worked for the CBC. His name Rex Murphy, and he he came on and he's like Jordan Peterson. 
a, a hobbit must never come too late, nor a wizard come too early, but Jordan Peterson is a man who knows that the Prime Minister, trust in Trudeau, is a cuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what he said but he sounded he had the kind of like the same like i don't know the humor i guess you know um a hobbit hobbit but uh yeah yeah that it was a good time it was a good time um you know so i i, I did enjoy it what's interesting actually is while that was going on he was talking about how he went on the tucker carlson show he like during this the show he's just talking about it Actually, my friends, they really wanted me to, like, shout out, it, it, like, impersonate him in the, the show. But they weren't given microphones. But anyways, he's talking about how we went on Tucker Carlson. And um, apparently the Democrats or something are blocking him from speaking in Congress because he has uh, a conservative bias or something. And he's kind of going crazy about that because he wanted to, you know, say some stuff. So let's take a look at Jordan Peterson's Twitter for a second before we wrap up the show. Um, next week, I'm going to try to have a political analyst on by the name of uh, Liam Fabre. I don't know if he's he's going to be on. Wow. Twitter. Don't go on Twitter, eh, guys? You see some crazy stuff. It's scary. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. I saw like uh Oh, my God. The resort's getting destroyed. Don't go on Twitter when you're doing a podcast, right? Anyways, Jordan Peterson, he's pissed. When isn't this guy pissed? He's always pissed. I mean, who could blame him? The world is the, is going... The world is going to, to hell. It's going crazy. <laughs> okay, let's read his tweets in his voice. 33 seconds ago. No, you also pay with it for it, your life while waiting to see a specialist critically ill. You'll see when you're there. Something about Ontario. Uh, yeah, everything. What the frig am I watching here? Okay, I, I, I don't know anything. I just saw a video. He reposted a video of a machine that's like jerking people off. And he's saying, so much fun, unbelievable, in techno nightmare CCP hell. This is weird, man. It's like a machine that's like, ugh. All right, that's where I'm going to leave the show. I don't want to get into it. I don't know. I'm going to uh, be a little more organized for next time. But this was the, you know, this was the uh, return of Cheyenne, the return of the Jedi. All right? The return of the Jedi in such dark times. This is what you needed. This is where I am. I'm back, baby. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm doing content on TikTok on the Cheyenne Show TikTok Instagram. Follow for more stuff there. I'm gonna try to make more TikToks, and maybe I'm gonna cut up little pieces of the show and put it on TikTok and Instagram. Anyways, it's 35 minutes. I hope you have a great day and go out there, do something with your life. You know, it's easy for us to get sucked into, you know, our phones. I get sucked into my phone all the time. Everybody gets sucked into their phone, but you got to do something. You got to go out there, you know, grab the, the, the world by its balls and let them know who you are. I'm just trying to be like Joey Diaz, give a little motivation. So without further ado, I love you. Thank you for coming and joining us on the Cheyenne show. I will see you next week. The Cheyenne Show.